All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. Yep, I got the big homie. Joining me again, Armstrong Williams. Um, Mr. Williams is a nationally syndicated television, um, has a nationally syndicated television show, Williams Daily Show, Sinclair Broadcast Network affiliates, the Armstrong Williams Show. Uh, he is CEO of Howard Stirk Holdings, uh, holding, uh, Holdings Company that owns broadcast television stations around the US, designating Williams as the largest broadcast television owner in the United States. And he spends a little time with little old me. Mr. Williams, good to have you back. Oh, You know, I enjoy being on with my brother. Come on now, no matter where we fall on politics, you're my brother. And I'm always honored to be a part of your platform. Thank you. Same here, same here, brother. All right, we're gonna talk about cancel culture. We're gonna throw in some Christopher Columbus and a little Dave Chappelle in the mix to make it interesting. I don't want to presume what you know or believe about cancel culture. So I will let you share your sentiment with us and I will respond. Well, you know, cancel culture, Dr. Rashad, is 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 nothing new. Um, when you go back to the French Revolution and people did not share their ideology, and they destroyed people. I mean, you go back to the slave liberators, and there were people who would liberate the slaves and escort them to freedom. And when they were caught, they were canceled, they were killed. Um, the liberator and the slaves. I mean, Jews during the Holocaust, the Chinese Revolution, where they canceled millions of people. You know, um, cancel culture is a, is authoritarian. It can you can either cancel someone's way of life, or you can commit mass murders of people who you just don't like the way they think or the way they agree with you, and you just can kill them and you call it a cleansing. So it's nothing that is really new. And and I can understand um, Dr. Rashad egregious. And illegal acts, but many canceled today are because of comments made 10, 20, 30 years ago when the world was really a completely different place. You know, I'm not going to hold you accountable for something that you said at age 18 at the age of 40. I mean, you know, for example, um, this is a little dicey. Some call for school's name. After American heroes such as George Washington to be renamed because the first president owned slaves. Slave was a horrendous and immoral institution, but it was accepted as a legal practice and sanctioned at the time. I don't agree with it. I certainly felt it was immoral, and we still have the repercussions of it today. And so our society, I think, is collapsing, Dr. Rashad, as a result. Of sort of a handful, and I don't think there are many, of angry mobsters looking to make everyone else conform to their skewed belief and viewpoints. And I don't think anyone should be canceled because of their viewpoints, because of what they believe. It's one thing if you're a serial rapist, are you a serial someone who rats women and men? That's one thing. But because of ideology and perspective and point of view, I draw the line there. All right. So here's my rebuttal to that, Armstrong. I actually think. We have misclassified cancel culture. What we call cancel culture really is not cancel culture. Because the word culture itself means the normative view. So in order for you to engage in the cancel culture dynamic, the vast majority of Americans, significant vast majority of Americans 
will have to agree on the cancellation, number one. So let me give an example. Um, there are those who will say, well, cancel culture happened to Candace Owens. Well, that's not true. There are people that disagree with Candace Owens, but she is not in the cancel culture dynamic because she also has a lot of people who agree with her as well. That's that's in the social context. And brother, I do think it's a stretch when we call cancel culture war culture or colonizer culture, because those are some of the dynamics that you just described. I think cancel culture is exclusively a social dynamic. The designation of the terminology is a social dynamic that seeks to categorize what happened socially. And why do we do that? Well, because of the advent of social media, we now have this opportunity to engage in these dialogues, lightning speed, right? Information going out immediate. We wanna be first rather than be right. And we are able to tell a lot of people our opinion at one time. So there's a terminology when a lot of people disagree with someone and it's called cancel culture. There are some people who deserve to be canceled, I believe, and there's some, People who deserve to be rewritten in the context of history. Christopher Columbus, for example. I don't know how you feel about Christopher Columbus, but I know you know good and damn well he didn't discover America. He has some contributions, he also has some faults. I think the truth should prevail in how we discuss individuals like Christopher Columbus. But you have this movement. I just played a pastor brother who said, that he's so tired of people down in Christopher Columbus. He, he wants to put up a Christopher Columbus Day sign in his yard. Fine, so be it. It should not be a problem with us in America correcting a false narrative about who discovered the country. Do you agree? Listen, I'm gonna respectfully um, challenge you. Okay. Um, cancel culture can exist in rumors whispers and spear campaigns and censorship and retribution are far worse when they are sponsored, uh, tactically sanctioned, um, sort of by the state under totalitarianism governments. Are, are the blacklisting a sort of barring for employment of suspected communists in the United States, which happened during the 1940s and 50s, which is a was a collaborative effort sort of between um, the House Un-American Activities Committee and others. And while you may not want to call it cancel culture, it's when you have no tolerance of someone's way of life, of their belief system, of them as a human being. When you cancel them, when you when you bonded and put the place of in bondage, you call it slavery, you place it in the Holy Cross, you do you dehumanize them, you take away their humanity, you take away the greatest gift that God has given them. In other words, you cancel them. It's why we continue to have all these isms in society today, because our brothers did not understand where they realized in their rebellion against the British Empire because they realized that they wanted them to pay these taxes. They wanted them to work like slaves and be anything less than something to the same level, a chattel. They said, we're not gonna take this to dehumanize it anymore. We're more than that, we're better than that. But the problem is when they were able to get that freedom and that liberation, they became worse than that which they were liberated from. They learned nothing from it. And so you may not wanna call it cancel culture, but I do believe that it can cause millions of people of their lives because you don't want them challenging the state. You don't want them to point out your double standards. You don't want them to point out your greed. And I know I make such a very stark um, 
stark trans sort of definition of where cancel culture can lead. I mean, remember this, Dr. Rashad, sticks and stones, they break my bones, but words will never break me. However, this has lost meaning today as mere words. Listen, mere words today cause people to do terrible, rude, malicious, and vicious things. I mean, our society is not what it used to be. And with the advent of social media, yes, it comes to us much faster. Our children are able to digest it. They're able to become this. They're able to watch these these vicious and, and war game videos. And they believe they can act this out because they don't have the parents in the house to necessarily guide their morality to teach them right from wrong. So cancel culture can be many, many, many things. And you may not like the sound of it, but I will tell you, cancel culture existed long ago. They just happen to call it something different. Sure, sure. And that's why I make the proclamation to my college students that cancel culture is just a new terminology for a very social human dynamic. In other words, no matter what societal era you live in, you will have an expression of cancel culture present in that social era. And watch how it happens on both sides. You said something really interesting. You said the terminology just now, way of life, that people are being canceled for their way of life. Well, take that to the LGBTQ community. They many times experience cancellation or cancel culture because of their defined way of life. And let me take you to Donald Trump when he was president. Well, this was a sitting US president who decided to utilize the weight of the White House to utilize the weight, the institution of the presidency to cancel Colin Kaepernick. He had rallies where he spoke about Colin Kaepernick for damn near 30 minutes, um, called them SOBs, um, told what the owners what to do with people like him. That to me is a semblance of cancel culture based on your definition of cancel culture as well, because he disagreed with a particular peaceful protest of Colin Kaepernick contextualized in a football game. Okay, had nothing to do with the government, had nothing to do with a policy that he dealt with. It had everything to do with peaceful protest and to transform a policy from a grassroots standpoint. But you had the President of the United States engaging in that activity. But he's the first one to cry that he's being canceled when he in fact made a routine out of attempting to cancel others inside of his own party and those who are social. Uh, advocates outside of his party. So you know, I, I want to go ahead. I want to inject here because you know what? Okay. I love it when people make me think and make me reflect. And you make a very good point. Uh, one that I agree with, and another I'm going to challenge you on, and that okay. is, he talked about Colin Kaepernick because he was so irritated and disgusted by him. He wanted to just ruin his way of life, his way of income. His yep. existence, he just, and then he wanted people to feel the way he wanted, the way he felt. He took his feelings about Colin Kaepernick and he put that on the people that looked up to him and trusted him. And that's exactly what it is. He wanted him cancer. You're right. When he used the term SOBs, he's marginalizing those athletes. So you're absolutely right. But you cannot compare that to the LBGT community when someone like David Chappelle's make a, Chappelle makes a statement saying clearly, a man can never have a baby. That no baby has ever come out the womb of a man. It is one thing when you speak truth. Sometimes, and I don't think, and you have to separate the LBGT community from people who who are in same-sex marriages, the homosexual community. You know, 
sometimes people want to feel as though they are normal, as though they're equal. And you've got to feel that way yourself. You've got to feel good about yourself. If you choose to go through that exercise of going from a man to a woman, a woman for a man, you got to understand there are also certain repercussions that come from that. I watched Dave Chappelle's Netflix special. And I got to tell you, whether you like it or not, what he said, it was not offensive, it was not homophobic, it was not degrading. Sometimes there are certain people who don't want you to speak the truth. And they believe if you say any little thing against the transgender community, they're gonna pounce on you, they're gonna cancel you, and they put fear in you. But you know what, You any organization, any group is open to criticism. And the bottom line is to go out and try to cancel them and to say they're, anti, they're homophobic, anti-transgender. None of that existed in the Dave Chappelle special, none of it. Okay, uh, let me push back on some of that. Now, there were uh, many in the community, many who are part of the LGBTQ community, uh, transgender uh, community and allies uh, who found offense. But there were also many who came out and said, uh, we actually, you know, we're okay uh, to an extent with Dave Chappelle. You even had some um, prolific, famous comedians um, who are transgender who came out in support of Dave Chappelle. Some of them were criticized. Um, as well, but you definitely saw a mixed bag is my point. Now, here's how this works. When you offer a comment for public record, that's what you do at a comedy show. You are offering commentary for public record. You can expect one of two things, public ridicule or public praise. That's how it works. When I come on this platform, whatever I say, I expect someone to give me support for it, or for someone to say, I completely disagree with you, okay? And sometimes people take actual offense to it. I've made jokes on this platform that I've apologized for, okay? That I, in hindsight, said, you know what? That really was insensitive how I put that. And that's just me being an authentic individual. But that's the push and pull of consumerism more so than anything else. And let me bring this to your attention because to this day, <laughs> to this day, and I gotta talk about our dear brother Bill Maher. And I know I have a lot of people that are fans of Bill Maher. I stopped watching Bill Maher. I actually subscribed to HBO because of Bill Maher years ago. I stopped watching Bill Maher. Bill Maher, he started to do, to in my opinion, more disruption for the progressive community. And then the straw that broke the camel's back is when Bill Maher said the N word. Mr. Armstrong, do you remember that? Yes, I okay. was offended by it. I, I, was, I, I wrote a column on you know what? I used to go on this show all the time, Dr. Rashad. Mm-hmm. And once I wrote that piece, I was never invited back. I wrote a harsh piece. I absolutely didn't like it. You and I agree there. Absolutely. All right. And let me tell you, I got there's a YouTube video somewhere in the YouTube universe. I did a commentary on my radio show about Bill Maher saying the N-word and how I was offended and how we are giving him a pass because he's Bill Maher. Now remember, if Bill O'Reilly would have said it, completely different response, right? So, so I, I get that point of view, but once again, it's about who consumes the information that individuals are distributing. The people that consume the information of Bill Maher, they were okay with him saying the N word, making an apology and continuing to move on. He did the little skit with Ice Cube, and Ice Cube said, I knew you were gonna amp up sooner or later, right? So that kind of gave him his, I don't know, um, remedy for saying the N word. But brother, my, my underlying point here, My main point here is that what you all call cancel culture is really just a human expression. It is something that has always been around because the same people who are the loudest about 
um, cancel culture, such as Charlie Kirk, Candace Owens, uh, Ben Shapiro, uh, they're not canceled at all. Even Donald Trump, these individuals have not been canceled. They're disliked, yes, and they are disagreed with, yes. But that is the common societal push and pull, brother. What's the difference? Why is it you a know big what? deal? You make a fair another listen another point that I must um, build on. If you think about it today, in today's cancel culture, very few have really been canceled. That's right. Very few. I, I mean, I remember this conversation was being had um, decades ago, um, Dr. Ritchie, when this was happening in communist China. And the New York Times wrote this piece that it could never happen in the United States, that mm. Americans would never tolerate this kind of cancellation, this kind of thinking, this kind of way, this kind of mood. And here we are today, and it's exactly what is happening today. And literally, we're just on the surface of it, but you're right. And even for those that may have been canceled, and we have, you know, we have to give a term to everything. But for those that were temporarily canceled, not only did they get their way of life back, they come back even better. That's right. Yeah, so, it's true. So, so you agree with my initial sentiment, my initial analysis of this, that the terminology cancel culture has really been overused, overapplied, and abused, and abused. Okay, yeah. I'm with it, brother. Look at that. <laughs> All right, man, we're out of time. But Ms. Armstrong, I got to tell you, brother, you are a credible messenger. Uh, for your side of the political equation, always good to have open-minded, free dialogue with you. Every time I'm with you, I learn something new every single time. Uh, I've been following you for many, many years. And um, I specifically said when um, I was blessed with this show, I said, I gotta get Armstrong Williams on the program. So I appreciate you always uh, giving us opportunity with you. And on. you know, and as, and as Patty LaBelle said, if you ask me to. That's I'll it. Your guess, yes. Thank you, brother. Thank you. All right, man. All right, much pleasure. respect for you and what you do, brother. Thank you. Same here. Thank you, sir. I appreciate yeah. you being on the show.